Hey, Rugby Pick'em fans, it's BT. I just got done with a Rugby Pick'em bio with one of our favorites, Logan Collins, longtime Denver Barbarian captain, Denver Stampede flanker, now getting his first cap in the MLR with the Glendale Raptors. Corndog, The Swerve, Skip, LC, Smooth Hands Jones, call him whatever you want, uh, but he's one of the most quick-witted, sharp thinkers I've known on and off the field. I always count on him for his advice. When we tried to throw a surprise voicemail segment at him at the end, he didn't miss a beat and uh, turned it around and had a laugh at me anyhow. We did a big culture section this week, and our producer, Florida Dev, Logan's roommate, sat in on another great rugby pick em bio. Enjoy. And we welcome in Logan Collins and his roommate slash rugby pick em producer, Florida Dev. Florida Dev. Florida Dev. Devil Butter. I'm BT. We're here for another Rugby Pick'em bio. Logan Collins has had quite the historied career, but I think we'll just start with what we came from. We were just at Wednesday night social sevens at Cook Park, and it was something I had never really seen before. I only heard the word of mouth, the legend, but apparently it's just teams getting together every Wednesday, playing social sevens till it literally gets dark and dangerous. <laughs> it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. a bit much. Um, it's a good tournament, though. Like, it's, this is the first time I've been back out to that tournament in about maybe six or seven years. But I used to play in that all the time back in the day. And uh, in college, we had this team drive down from CSU, and it's always a lot of fun. There were um, definitely some local sides, but mostly social sides. Well, I've been out, <laughs> I've been out at the Social Sevens to recruit for this weekend um, as the, I guess, Denver Barbarians staff host the first Frontier Qualifier, Barbarian Sevens at Cook Park Saturday, the 23rd. Logan, you've played Barbo Sevens in the past. Seems like this year is shaping up to be an entirely different squad. What have you heard about the Sevens teams? It is. It will be a different squad. It's not a bad thing, though. I mean, this is something that 15s or 7s, any rugby team you're ever on, you get towards the end of the year, you think about the guys that you're, leave, that are, that you're losing, guys that are leaving the team, and... You know, there's always a couple guys that have been around a while that will stick around. And the new guys, as long as they can fit in the system, that's always been the way Barbo Sevens has been. You know, there's been a couple guys that have been real consistent from year to year. But you might have, you know, two, three, four starters that are different every year. But um, we got a good structure as a team. And it's a good program. I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say aside from that. Just something that's been really consistent and something we should be proud of. Yeah, we'll see how they fare. There's going to be three Qualifier spots up for grabs on the frontier this year. Much deserved after uh, the last two seven finals featured both teams from the frontier. Um, but there'll be plenty of talent out. I heard Steve Lewis is bringing Bulldog sevens out, trying to qualify through the frontier. So it'll be interesting. And Deb, we'll get some social sevens in. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Hungarians. Oh, um, but Logan, you are not going to be playing sevens immediately because... After you won your D2 championship, you immediately, in two weeks, got your first MLR cap. Now, this isn't your first time playing with the whole Glendale Raptors setup. The Denver Stampede were essentially a Barbo-Glendale combo, so you played for Davey. What was your impressions last week winning the the top-of-the-table clash against the Seattle Seawolves? It was good. You know, we've got a good squad, and I've got... um... 
you know, I've got a lot of respect for just guys on that team, on that Glendale team that have been with that program for a while, whether it's MLR or Denver Stampede or even just the Glendale program before them. Um, and, you know, Davey and Ted over there, coaches Dave Williams and, and Kieran and Browner, um, they've just, they've got a really good program and they, they know how to just keep some pretty high expectations for the squad. So it was good. It was just like stepping right back into it. It's pretty straightforward rugby pattern makes sense i just had hop in for the last 20 minutes make a couple rucks a couple tackles and that was it yeah yeah the eagles got their third game this week so you know maybe we'll see you in action again who knows for that selection yeah we'll coming see. up this weekend yeah it's something that i'm happy to do it's um just kind of you got know. your cap man you're in you'll always be <laughs> remembered as an mlr player for the rest of the time right well, i'm <laughs> sure when everybody's googling me in the future because that's bound to happen right fans if they did google you would remember that you were a key figure in the denver stampede team that won the pro final well technically you won the league but not the final bring us back <laughs> to that game no, that's in ohio <laughs> that featured nine current and future barbos there was a picture taken after that game can you name all nine current <laughs> and future barbos who played in the pro rugby final oh yeah i bet i could um wait yeah all right so let's see myself maximo Atta, mike garrity taylor howden Willie Wolfhouden. That's the one? future oh, Barbo, yes. Sawani. Um, Pete Borlase. Fuck. Future Barbo. You got your future Barbo. You're missing two. Missing two? That would be ten. They both live in Denver. Oh, man. This isn't going to look good on me, is it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Kyle Hitt and Bobby Empson. Oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, we'll have to cut that. No, yeah, all nine of them got them. What was the pro <laughs> rugby? Well, also, I must say, you were a part-time player. So, mm. according to my calculations, you and Doug are square. Does that make you guys friends? <laughs> uh, Doug and I are square. Um, I'm, I, he holds no no debts. Yeah, no, it was part-time. It was good. You know, I think obviously you know the setup. There's a handful of guys that are full-time, but I just had to show up, play my games, get paid per game, and it's good. Yeah, you're even on the ledger, but you're certainly not square. He's he's. Uh, well, I read through the lawsuit, and you weren't mentioned by name. So in Doug's <laughs> eyes, as his representation, oh, you are square. Must got yeah. lost in the mail. You're not on the kill list. Something. <laughs> yeah, pro rugby has been turned over into MLR. What did you think of the first season? I mean, it's not over yet. We're looking at potentially a Glendale Seattle final. San Diego appears to be sneaking in. Utah or Austin pending last game. What do you think of those top five teams from what you've seen? Um, I think it's a pretty high level of competition. I mean, it's very similar to the the pro league that was on a couple of years ago. Everybody's pretty fundamentally sound just defensively. You're not going to find a whole lot of weak spots. Um, and just like prior years, it's kind of seems to be the, the well-structured teams that seem to do well. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. You know, Glendale's obviously done very well. Um, I'm really impressed by Seattle, just watching them throughout the season and kind of playing against them this last weekend. But I've watched some film of San Diego, of the Houston team, New Orleans. I mean, everybody's got a bit of a different approach, different style, but a lot of talent. Yeah, and, I mean, there's going to be more teams next year. More East Coast talent joining the party. 
Kind of reminds me of the old Super League. Let's get into your rugby pick and bile. Um, we're going to cheat on the timeline because I want to talk about when you, you graduate CSU. We'll jump back to that. But you arrive at the Denver Barbarians. The Super League's still going on. Yeah, that's. I think you're right on that. It's It's been a while. I mean, that was 2009. So I think... It, it finally League. closed my first year, Elite Cup 2013. It was a very reduced form of it. Right. But you definitely had some Super League years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's play top three. Let's jump right into it. Your criteria is Denver Barbarians you played with in your first three years of showing up. You got to pick three guys injury-free in their prime to win you one game of 15s rugby. Um, Pull back into the first old, three years. The old, old barbos. For sure. I'll drop a couple. Um, Justin Stencil, flanker. Um, grittiest flanker I've ever played with. Undersized, but just play like an animal. Hard to watch sometimes. Um, Maximo Diatro, he's been around forever, but still playing the exact same way he did, I guess, almost 10 years ago now. Um, and fly at fullback. And man, first three years, I could probably do a bit more digging on this, but I'll, no, it's fair. Taylor Howden, um, I'll still stand by one of the, just the more talented players that I've ever been on the field with and just good cat off the field. Guy uses his frame, uses his shoulders. Yeah. On and off the field. Uses his belly, man. <laughs> yeah. Nah. All out of fat tails. That's a good top three right there. I, I You've been the one to tell me about stencil, but I'll go uh, dig in the archives, get some of that game film out, that ferocity. It was, it was just, and I don't even know if there is a whole lot of game film with that, but it's just, um, it was a different thing when I came on. Just, it was a different rugby landscape, one in the country, but two definitely in Denver. And, you know, it was just a bunch of monsters. Like everybody in the forums was just, was huge. And so I was pretty fortunate to come on. Because that was just kind of the level of physicality you had to play at. And yeah, it was good. Devin, do you agree that that's the biggest jump in anybody's rugby career is the college to men's? Like when you're finally playing open age? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was a tough trans- transformation for me. It's faster. It's stronger. You just, like you said, the speed of the game. You have a come-to moment where you, you kind of know if it's for you or not right away. Yeah. When did you know it was for you? Let's go back. <laughs> Logan Collins first know. touches a rugby ball when? In high school? Uh, yeah, last year in high school. Uh, aren't you blessed that some grassroots guys started a high school team? No, for sure. I mean, there's in a bit Colorado of a, Springs. Bit of a backstory to it. Uh, my boy, James Patterson, moved here from New Zealand. And he rocked up my senior year of high school. We played football together. That's in the fall. Finished that up, and a bunch of guys got together for the spring. And, and obviously, so James and his dad John are are running the team and I really wasn't even on right away I kind of think the first two or three practices went by and I just really wasn't interested but then somebody guilted me and and brought me out and yeah I mean just that first practice was it was a lot of fun um it was like giving the ball to 30 guys who had no idea what they were doing and just telling them to go at it and yeah. just dive straight into it and so I think everybody left with bloody noses and all all cut and scraped up but um I think we had way more fun just doing something different than we've ever done before. What you just described, the guy who brought you out. Tonight, Dante Cunningham brought a new guy named... Uh, Dan. Dan. Named Dan. Yeah. I think that's the best move you can ever do, grassroots, is bring an athlete to his first rugby experience and get him game time. Yeah, you scored tries. You hook him. You hook him. 
Well, it takes a lot of balls to do that too. Like just being a, a new kid who's, you know, what is he, 24, probably yeah. 25? I'll play. Never really played before. Just coming out to try something like that. I mean, yeah. high school is a different sell, right? You, you got to provide a lot of support for high school kids. But what what was your team like down at, at Colorado High School? Did you guys give Easter run for your money, or was it in the early stages? Oh, man, I think we went undefeated the entire year, and we lost to Denver East in the final, in the state final. That yeah. is, um, but it was like you know, it was the James Patterson show. We had this one freak athlete, and it's like high school. Where do you put your best player? You put him at fly half. He's going to touch the ball all the time. So. He gets it, and he's stacking up a hat trick every game. How many high school teams do you think dad's the head coach, son's the fly half in the country? (laughs) 10%. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, he's coach's son. But, I mean, it was funny. Dad always just getting fights at practice. But, um, but in all honesty, I I really owe quite a bit to them just in some of the fundamentals they were able to give in the first year. Uh, Later on, they kind of got me plugged in down in New Zealand, and I was able to stay down there and play six months and – but, but yeah, just that high school experience was great. Just kind of having this freak athlete, this well-known and well, I don't know, well-versed player to be under. Well-spoken. Mm. Let's skip over to that. University of Otago in Dunedin. Right, yep. So that was a bit later. I went down, that was after CSU, and I went down to New Zealand for about six months. That was back in 2010. And they're hardened people down there. Hardened is it people? the weather? Yeah, I think their rugby is is they have the creativity of super rugby, <laughs> but of all the New Zealand teams, I think the Highlanders and the Crusaders, right? Southern Island rugby is yeah. so hardened and Hulk smash and it's <laughs> like those dudes are tough dudes. How was it playing down there? Was it another I, shock? No, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, you were already was, balling at this point. No, I mean because. You know, I played up at CSU and it was a good level of rugby and um but it was still college rugby and that's not, not a shot against college rugby, but it was the kind of thing to where I played eight man, I played flanker, but I didn't play it like an eight man or flanker. Like I played like I'm doing a lot of passing, a lot of distributing. I'm not really playing the, the true role. But then you get down to New Zealand and all those roles are taken. Like all the guys who need to be the creators, the distributors, um, you know, the burners on the outside. Like they've they've got guys for that. So you're not gonna play flanker and not play like a flanker. So so that was good. That was my first time really kind of getting stuck in as a forward and a coach telling me exactly how it was gonna go if I wanted to play. And it was just a matter of kind of, you know, put up or shut up. Like either either you can make the tackles and make the runs and hit the rocks or you can't. So so it was good. I think it did quite a bit for the way I played rugby for the last, I don't know, eight or nine years. Damn. Before you went to Dunedin. Right. You were a little degenerate at CSU, just like all these state school kids are. We know what you're doing up there. You know what these state school kids are. They're there for the parties. So we're going to do a different top three. You're going to do your top three social side, right? You got to bring three guys out who you were in the trenches with at CSU Rugby. You got to take them out for a night at the town in Fort Collins. You got to take them out to Old Town. Three guys on the team. Who is your social side top three for your CSU playing days? That's a tough one. This is where I feel like if this interview hits the light of day, I'll be burning some bridges here. Um, Tommy Staub has got to be in the top three. Well, yeah, he was your fighter. You're his enforcer. Well, I know Tom. Stop. He's just the, he's, he's the chirper, you know. He's uh, he's temper tantrum Tom. He's always got something to say. 
Uh, and then my boy, Danny Bowling, good cat, just, you know, one of the funniest guys I know. Lives out in Detroit now, um, but he was an awesome player and just, you know, better guy. And, fuck, I'll just keep it tight-knit. My boy, Nick the Brick, Nick the Brick Anderson, known him since fourth grade. Obviously went to school throughout high school and all that together, but played some ball up at CSU and just freak workhorse. You know, never seen somebody who can just run more and run harder than that guy, so... But just out on the field, I'm sorry, out on the town, uh, special type of character. There you go. You got Logan's social top three. Back in the college days, we'll refrain from the stories. But all right, let's move into culture. Mm, Culture. I like choice. So you get to pick your intro and your outro. For music. Oh, yeah. So I, I would suggest going with an all-time classic and something that you like now, something that's hot. We were talking about this the other day, or at least I've been talking about this. As to, um, if you're an MLB player, what would be kind of the song you'd come that's out to? That's where I got the idea. Yeah, well, I think that's a good one. Um, so what I've the way I've answered that question is that I would come out to Ying Yang Twins, the Whisper song, <laughs> which I think is a fucking dime. I think that'd be that'd be really good. Outro. Oh man, can I get back to you on that, or is this like? We'll we'll, we'll keep the mic rolling. Whenever you want to loop back, you loop back. Yeah. But let's talk culture. Let's talk music. For those that don't know, Logan is an excellent uh, drummer, a jam jam session drummer. Like mm. I've played with different musicians here and there, and I've seen guys who want to drum and are just loud. But you're more of a hi hat, feel the snare out type of uh, feel you drummer. Right. I- I play that way because I, I think I lack the ability to play any other way. But it was just, like, that's just, I don't know, that's something that's always been a lot of fun to me. My boy Nick Anderson back in the day, freak drummer, incredibly good. And just as a kid growing up, I'd always go over to his house and kind of start playing. And if you do something for enough time, you're going to just pick it up a little bit. So Kind of like rugby. Yeah, kind of a lot like rugby. And, and I mean, yeah, honestly, exactly like rugby to where you can kind of figure out exactly what your style is and just try to really dial it in to exactly how you want to do it um, but every now and then you got to branch out and hopefully try to figure something else out as well uh, give me your yeah. top three genres after you yeah i don't know genres i mean i've been <clears throat> i think you have a rap core you have a, for sure you're, you're not so much into the new guys man that's i'm so afraid of saying that but i think it's true i've got i've got i think relatively limited criteria when it comes to music either you got to have good lyrics or you actually have to be playing good music as in actually playing it, like you know, drums, guitar, whatever it might be. And then, um, I don't know, or even just kind of some like fucking really good beat that you can make. But if you're not doing any of that, and I'm sure you, know, you can be a good singer too, but if you're not really offering something that's kind of next level, what are we doing here? What are like, you offering? My top three genres, I don't know. Yeah, I've been into rap and I've been kind of a bit of a hip hop head forever, but... Um, but I'm into some blues and kind of like kind of like bluesy rock sort of stuff. Some things that I could like drum to. Oh man, I don't even know if I have a third genre I'm into. Miscellaneous. He's yeah. coming back to us on the outro too. Sure. Dev, what do you got? Top three genres. Top three genres. Uh, Jimmy Buffett and all <laughs> Jimmy Buffett cover bands. Uh, 90s hip hop. Uh... I gotta go blues. I like the blues a lot. Blues guitar, Clapton, guys like that. Westwood Radio. Is it, is it Westwood? What's the guy's name? 
Winwood? Winwood. Winwood. Steve Winwood. Yeah. What is Winwood? I don't know, but if, I don't know, but if you can encompass artists like Steve Winwood and like Bruce Hornsby and like guys like that, like I would go with that genre as a, as a third. Okay. It's just, you know, it's boat music. Okay. Continuing the culture. What's your favorite thing on the internet right now? Internet's a big, wide, scary world. What uh, what memes got you hooked lately? <laughs> what memes got me hooked? Bro, I'm a fucking adult male. I don't. I was about to say Logan hooked. doesn't really waste his time on the internet <clears throat> like most of us degenerates. No, do. so like I, the internet sucks. It's a terrible place that I think we've you know we're trying to get the best out of. Dev knows it. I enjoy a good dog video. A good video, just like, say. for sure. Like, <laughs> out of all the smut and bullshit that's on the internet, you want to get a good little giggle out of Logan. Just yeah. tag him in a little dog compilation. Dogs fucking falling over, like a good boy them. or dog doing oh. something wacky. Like yeah, a human yeah, for do. sure. Yeah. Like that's that's pure humor. <laughs> that's all good. The internet's full of like ninety eight percent cheap bullshit. Like, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad shit. Oh, all right. You guys both said you like hip hop, Logan. In order to honor our favorite Chris Rock movie, what is your top five oh, in the rap category of all time? If you haven't seen the movie, top five. It's one of Ellie Dylan Herzog's favorite movies. Um, Chris Rock, check it out. Yeah, haven't you modeled your life after Hammy the Bear though? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, top five, man. I don't know. This is this is something you could ask me on any given day, and it's going to be something different. Yeah, it's who you're feeling at the time. I'll go five. Um, and this is, I think, kind of encompassing all time. But, um, Nas, um, Notorious would be in there when Little Wayne was fucking kicking. Like, oh uh, yeah, he's he's back. He's I don't know if you heard. Yeah, okay. Just settled um, the deal with Birdman. <laughs> he's um, out of Birdman's clutches. He's coming back, with Carter. Five, get ready, or it's six. I don't know. It's like the Toy Story releases. Um, releases. It's a bit early to call this one, but you know, Jay Cole's career for the last ten years, I think, is definitely on a trajectory for being included in that conversation. Man, this is something I really want to dig into, like my library to figure out exactly where to be. Is, so I, I will say this, and this is something that I probably wouldn't say throughout the majority of my life, but like like Jay-Z, there's kind of a certain, Jay-Z Black album, there was like kind of a certain period of time where I thought that was just kind of years above, or years yeah. ahead of most shit. It was just, it was different. It a was, hard rapper. yeah, it was, it was spot on. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was different. I think it's always good. I think whether it's 10 years ago or today, if you're just doing something different and actually putting it together to where, you know, again, if you either got the right beat or the right lyrics or anything like that, then I think you can really kind of step outside and do something different. But if you don't have any of that, then you better just stick to the script and do whatever everybody else on the radio is doing. True. Pop and crap. and Yeah. I think it applies to extreme sports, right? You have a snowboarding competition and a half pipe. Yeah, we can measure who went the highest and who did the most spins, but at the end of the day, it's like an art form, right? You're sure. impressing judges. Yeah, so yeah. if you do something crazy new, they're like, what, what the hell was that? Well, not even new. But <laughs> like, like dropping an album. like boom. The same, but better style. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you're right. I think that does cross over sports. It's not like about biggest, strongest, fastest. Like there's guys that will just do something different and they will be better. 
There you go. Wrapping up our culture. Art is subjective. So be different. Be different, kids. All right. Logan, do you have any questions for Rugby Pick'em? Hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on the USA's draw for their pool in 15's World Cup? I'm glad you asked me that. Okay. I think we got a really, really hard pool. That being said, England got a hard pool last year, right, with three powerhouses, Australia, Wales, and England. They ended up blowing it and losing to Australian Wales. So that's why we have a hard pool, right? England is treated as this third-place team. But you know what? If the stars align, we get our win against Tonga, I think we're going to face a situation where either Argentina, France, or England are resting their starters against us in order to kind of make that final push of a make-or-break game. Let's say on the back end, France has a game against England. I think there are going to be games for the taking. So fuck crying about having a hard pool. We need to go there with the best team possible. Gary Gold, baby, undefeated. Gary, you're my guy. I've never met you, but I like a coach that starts undefeated. You can only go down from here. So uh, call Eddie Jones and ask him how that worked. But no, I got, I'm got. i all in on Gary Gold. I'm all in on these Eagles. I mean, they're led by some of the guys you played with in the Stampede and the MLR. Um, I think the pool, the hard pool is just an excuse. So I'm over it. Yeah, I mean... This is what kind of happened with the USA Sevens team was that maybe four or five years ago when Mike Friday took over. And, you know, they had a good – they kind of brought in a different type of culture. They worked differently. They had a couple of good tournaments, but then they really kind of switched it over. And they kind of went from being one of these teams that were in the Sevens world, kind of the bottom 16, I guess, and usually 14, 15, 16 – and now they're in the mix to where if they're not kind of hanging around fifth or sixth place, you know, it's a bit out of character. I think we have a new standard that we've set. So that's kind of all we can hope is the case with the 15s. You know, I mean, I think we've all seen 15s teams struggle and lose some games that we really hope they wouldn't lose just given the progress that we've tried putting into USA Rugby from you know, top to bottom. But so this is good. I mean, obviously a historic win. And all you can hope is that this is a bit of a culture shift, that it is really a bit of a momentum swing just moving forward in the right direction. I agree. I didn't get to go on the record. My guy, Uncle Johnny, was out of town at an underwater welding convention in Montreal. Classic John. So I will go on the record right now and say, not only are we going to beat Tonga, we're going to steal a win against France, Argentina, or England out in Japan. We will not advance, but we will go two and two, and it will be a huge success. I'm saying four and zero. Oh, here, <laughs> you heard it here. Let's talk about our sevens guys. One of them slept in this very house, laid his head to rest every night after beating Devin in ping pong. Kayvon Williams. Wait a minute. Devin, go on the record. Who had the better hand all summer? I would go on the record and say that I had the better hand all summer. He had one day where I think he beat me 10 times in a row. And it was a bad day. That's a dynasty killer. Yeah. Like he almost retired after that one. <laughs> I had the summer. Logan, tell us about our guys, the Barbos, on the National 7th <laughs> team, especially Pink and Kayvon. It's pretty cool to see dudes you've ran with and cut it up with playing on the national level. Yeah, so it is cool. It's 
these were guys to where, you know, obviously a handful of years younger than me. And so Pinkman was the first one that came along. And this is kind of where we really have like a strong sevens program. But a guy like Pinkelman was he was just kind of a name you heard, and he was always really good at like high school rugby and did pretty well throughout college. And he kind of started working out with the Barbarians. And I think his first year we had him out, he was playing center for us and killing it too, like really making every tackle. The guy's a workhorse, but he just kind of seemed like a scrappy kid that wasn't. Uh, I mean, probably just me not really giving him the respect that he's probably due at the time, but. Um, he was always just hanging on. Like he always just worked hard enough to where he could hang on. And then I think you kind of keep that mentality for year after year and you end up just being better than everybody. And I think it kind of became clear one year that he was just kind of the best player on our team and just didn't mess up, you know, just lights out on defense, offense, and really just a workhorse. Just didn't really matter how he felt. He was just always, always game time. I don't think he's ever lost a line now. Just putting that out there. Oh, yeah, is that a new stat? I think it is. That's ben Pinkleman's one hundred percent on the circuit for lineouts. Yeah, but I mean, um, and Kayvon was a bit different. Kayvon was this guy that Howard Kent had picked up out of a seventh tournament down in New Mexico somewhere, and I think they were trying to bring him on, not even for Barbo sevens, for like Denver All Star sevens. And he shows up to practice down the way, and he was just you know fast. And I mean, that was it. Is that? And the fast guys kind of come and go in the 17. It's really not that big a deal. But um, he was brand new to 7. Though. He'd been playing a relatively short amount of time playing rugby in total. And within about a year, just kind of the fundamentals he had was pretty exceptional. I mean, there's guys that we've probably all played with that have been playing for like 10 years and just don't really have a left-handed pass down. And um, Kayvon's just a competitor. He's just very good. And I think he's also kind of a workhorse and – Probably has a bit of an ego that he's just got to play up to, and that's good. I think that's kind of how you get yourself up onto that next level because he just hopped into playing competitive sevens rugby as a wing for the Barbos, which are you know, consistently one of the top couple teams in the country, and then got his shots just playing all-star rugby and matched up against guys like Perry Baker and some other big-time wingers and did really well, and then obviously got a couple other shots, made his way onto the national team, and kind of made himself a bit of a staple i love the way he plays like i came from football background just like Kayvon did and the tailback in him shines all the time right quick left foot but he'll have that Lashawn mccoy cut where he just goes north south and boom he pins his ears yeah he's so exciting he can play that flex nine ten uh he's invaluable the eagles he showed it all year we're very excited for rugby Pickham to go out and cover Pinkelman, Kayvon, the whole gang of Eagles out mm. at. If you're going to San Francisco. All right, we're on to a fun segment here. Um, now, I hope there aren't ladies out there listening that have had their hearts broken by Logan, but he is the love guru of the team. So we put a secret message out to all our female listeners to call in. We're doing voicemails with the love guru. Here's our first. Hey there. Um, I was just wondering, would you rather go on a second date with a girl who was funny and made you laugh a couple of times, but she didn't even flinch to offer to help pay the bill, or a girl who was quieter and a bit more reserved 
but she paid for the entire bill when you went to the bathroom at the end of the meal. Thanks. Appreciate the call. That's a pretty clear cut one, Logan. What do you like, the funny girl that's not going to help you pay or the quiet girl that pounces on an opportunity? Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, I, listen, the funny girl. Girl that can keep a conversation going. You can't put a price on that. So, no, I don't, I don't worry about the, the bill on a date. You, girl that has some good conversation, for sure. She definitely gets a second date. It's all about the talk, ladies. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right, Logan, love guru. Here's our second question. This question's for the love guru. My man has a lot to handle. How do us girls handle a big stud like yourself? <laughs> Whoa, that sounds like a bit of a leading question, Logan. I apologize. Some of our <laughs> listeners are a bit risky. Uh, most of them are Denver-based, so they've probably seen you out at oh, a game or two. Something in the water. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's not really that complicated of a thing. You know, you just got to have some good conversation, have a good sense of humor. And then you know, on top of that, just kind of a casual attitude that doesn't mind the caliber of people that I hang out with, like yourself. You know, if a girl can tolerate you, you know, we've got to, we're already about three quarters of the way there. So you want to bring a friend to see if she's okay with your usual rugby, rugby group? Uh, you're not coming yeah. on the first date, but... <laughs> You know, I, I think that I think at a certain time you gotta expose the girl to just your friends, just the caliber, the shitty person that you hang out with, and just see how they handle it. And if they don't, you know, kind of tuck tail and run, maybe there's a second date in it. Oh, Vic, that was very, very to the point. Well, we'll have more love gurus segments in the future, Logan. Talk let's write your rugby pick'em bio haiku. First lines, five syllables. I don't know how a haiku works. First line, easy one. Very cryptic, too. It's to the point. Oh. Colorado Springs. Yeah, you're right. That's five. That's All right. pretty good. Now you got seven. You got something to wiggle with. Denver, Barbarians, Rugby. And? Number five. Um, casual Demeanor. There you go. That, yeah, we're not going to count that. <laughs> we're just gonna, depends on how you blend We're going to cheat because I don't think. Good it, conversation. I, there you go. <laughs> Logan, before we wrap, are there any last shout-outs you'd like to give? I feel like you're the self-starter who makes his own rugby career, and it's still going, and it's no, got I so don't. much more left to it, but do you want to shout-out anybody that helped you along the way? That, that could be a whole different show. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that helped me along the way. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but obviously from the get-go, there's guys like John Patterson and, and James Patterson. Um Coaches like Jason Kelly, who I think offered quite a bit just in terms of how you carry yourself as a player and what you should expect yourself and your teammates. Um, then also just some players that I've played with along the way too, guys that have really kind of carried the torch and just been a bit of a model for what I learned that players should be like and kind of the, the type of player that I'm, I'm trying to be as well. Um, so, I mean, that, that list could go on. I think dozens of players that I've played with throughout the years have, I've either kind of tried to take a piece of my game from them, um, but also just some coaches along the way that have probably got me out of my comfort zone, had me do something a little bit different and I'm way better because of it. There you go. Logan, we're still waiting on your outro. 
Oh. Yeah, we could be here a while. Insert cricket drop here. <laughs> I could also just. These are the tough choices, like, because, like, bro, I mean, in baseball, you come out to one song. I've asked myself this question hundreds of times, and I've got it down to one song, and now you hit me with two. Do it for the fans. Yeah, no, so I guess you're right. We should probably go the other direction with that one. It'd be outro. We do You Boy Tad Benoit. Um, darkness. Okay. It's a legit jam. Done. Well, thanks for coming on for Rugby Pick and Bio. And by that, I mean thank you for letting me come over your house every week and make a complete mess and not pick up after myself. I got to tell you, it's a complete pleasure. And um, checks in the mail or what? <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. All right. Cheers. I'm walking slow with a weary mind. She's dragging me low. You got me where you want me Still I keep on trying We got a haiku That's no good That's no good You can't have me live mic Having to write poetry right now that, That's tough Trying to see through the darkness Between you and I Sometimes it gets hard to find Any love of any kind Lord, turn on the love light I really botched your uh, chronology of your college career here. I Come on. kind of went high school into that. Jesus Christ. I went Barbos into high school and into New Zealand into CSU. Oh. Uh, the worst possible order. Jesus Christ. Before I go blind and pick me up off the ground, let's let our hearts shine. Shine our way through the darkness between you and I. All right, Logan, we're into our speed round right here. I don't like the way this sounds. All right, well, we're going to start in rugby and sports. Mm. Dan Carter or Johnny Wilkinson? Dan Carter. Israel Flau, Israel Dag. Is he Dag? Richie McCall or George Smith? McCall. Tiger Phil. Tiger. Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. He had to think. That's a tough one. I'm, I'm on the cusp of that. Sosa or McGuire? Bigger villain. Bigger villain. Um, the speed round. So. Yeah, no, no, that, that's fair. I McGuire, Tom Brady or Johnny Manziel. My name Manziel. Clemens or Pedro. Pedro. Pro rugby or MLR. I mean, you'd have to say MLR. Are you sure? You'd have to say. My guy Doug put on an excellent <laughs> year. Okay, he was ready for year two, but they screwed him on the sanctioning deal, man. It's cut and dry. I'm not going to say there's not a future for Doug in something. But something. I don't know what it is, but it's not the MLR. So. No, we're going to get Doug involved. You know, we'll get him on a sideline, you know, just working the forwards or backs, just coaching a little unit. Well, hopefully he can raise some money and pay off the rest of the contracts that he owes. All right, food. Some of these might have three. Guac, queso, or salsa? 
Salsa. Can't go wrong with it. Salt or pepper? Pepper. Corn or potatoes? That depends. Depends on the meal, but I'd have to say potatoes. Ranch or blue cheese? I'm becoming a blue cheese guy. <laughs> it's, this is a recent thing. I'm talking the last couple of weeks. I, I don't know what's wrong with me, but oh. yeah, I'm becoming a blue cheese guy. Fries, tots, super salad. What fucking restaurant am I at? <laughs> Fries, to, uh, the ones where you have to make hard decisions on the fly. I'm not getting tots at a nice restaurant. But, <laughs> just fire um, menus with the sides <laughs> at him. Yeah. Well, you'd have to go with fries. Just no, nah, no, fuck that. I'm going salad. Ketchup or mustard on a hot dog? Mustard. Mexican or Italian? That's tough. Mexican. Gotta stick with it. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Burrito or taco? Burrito. McDonald's or BK? McDonald's. Hamburger or cheeseburger? Cheeseburger. Good, that was a test. <laughs> All right, pop culture. Bond or Born? I go Born. Batman. Oh, fuck that. Oh, I'm so insulted. I disgusted <laughs> myself that I did that. Bond. Oh, Recency bias. Speed got to him. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Batman. Rihanna or Beyonce? Damn. My girl Riri. Jay Z or Biggie? That's not fair. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Jay-Z. T-Swift or Katy Perry? Don't care. Uh, Bruce or Bon Jovi? Don't care. Power or Empire? Don't care, but power. Who's your Batman? Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, or Christian Bale? I don't want to be stuck in the past. I'm going to go Christian Bale. coming on the first date but you know i I think that is there a potential service in that i think at a certain time that's where i got the idea yeah well i think that's a good one see it from another country's lens especially a first tier that's tough yeah <coughs> we'll cut all of that we'll cut all that yeah wrong pipe <coughs> <coughs>
And let's walk side by side And feel in the darkness Between you and I Ladies, it's about the talk. Just drop that wall. Trust yourself. Trust your personality. I'll probably cut that too. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.